that's fucking football right there. None of that pansyastic tugging smile for the camera bullshit. Men puke, men poop on the field, men deliver their newborn baby on the sidelines. We win together we celebrate together. Football is back baby. Welcome back to another episode of the Goalpost Gambling Podcast. I'm Nick V here with Big Money Justin as always, and we are begrudgingly excited to tackle some XFL football. Isn't that right, Big Money Justin? Yeah. I um I like the alt leagues. I really do. You don't. Um it's a well known fact. The community knows this already. I do like the alt leagues. Before the pandemic hit, the XFL had a lot of buzz. And then, of course, things had to shut down. The Rock and company go to revamp this. And I like it. The quality of the football is fine. But the marketing has been, in my opinion, uh, nothing short of a disaster for the XFL so far. I mean, you look for box scores. It's impossible to find... ESPN, you can't even click on the games on ESPN. You can only see the preview. They have an XFL section, but you can't click on it and see a game cast or anything like that. It does air on a national broadcast, but it's just like the little components you'd assume would be there really aren't. It's almost like it's half-baked. Um, I don't I don't know that the USFL and other leagues have had these blunders, but the XFL seems to be dropping the ball on their second iteration in the past, you know, five or six years. I'm curious to see what you think. Uh, I mean, I kind of know what you think, but uh, I'm curious to hear your your spiel on this. Uh, what is your opinion on the alt football leagues? Uh, I think that most of them are basically just predicated on middle-of-the-road players that will never get back into the league, but it gives them something to do. It gives us football to watch during the spring and summer, which is cool, but um, to me, there's not the history or the narrative involved to keep me invested. Sure, sure, but if we don't have a narrative and we have some of these middle-of-the-pack players, is that really such a big turnoff? You don't think you could enjoy it ever? Because to me, and maybe I'm on one of a few people like this but there are players that I really like in college uh, or maybe in like preseason or training camp and they never really catch on so this is one of those places where maybe we see some of these guys and a player like uh, Turpin who was a USFL alumni went on to play for the Cowboys and had a pretty meaningful season with them as a as a pretty solid uh, returner. So there is a, a possibility of discovery, albeit a limited one. But do you not find it interesting to see maybe the continued journeys of some of these players that have flunked out? In the XFL, for example, we have uh, A.J. McCarron, a great quarterback at Alabama, very prototypical, fit the Saban system perfectly, uh, just didn't catch on in the NFL with uh, Cincinnati and then not much past that. It's kind of cool getting to see him ball out again. Do you feel like there are any players that you might like watching? Maybe not necessarily on any of these rosters, but potentially in the future. Any players you're rooting for or 
think you might be rooting for in the future and do you see this as potentially a good way to keep in touch with their story arcs yeah I look forward to seeing Carson Winston in XFL I'm looking forward to finishing watching his journey unfold oh my god I mean he he is uh, I think I think honestly there are a lot of XFL quarterbacks right now that are better than him I would say that I would say that Sloter, I think, is better than him. A USFL alumni uh, didn't catch on with the Raiders during the preseason, but I think he's better. We have some Sloter news, though, and so that is always a good good day when we have Sloter news. But really, though, I mean, you feel so so violently against these leagues, but you're not saying much. You're not really defending your position on it. You really don't think there's anything worthwhile. I mean. There is story arc when it comes to these players continuing their careers. You don't find that appealing at all. I mean, I think there's some appeal. I mean, I, hey, I'm not saying that that um, nobody can watch this and nobody can get entertainment out of it. I mean, it is it is up to each individual and viewer to you know watch what they want. If somebody wants to watch a a Twitch stream with ten viewers, you know, some guy playing Destiny too, they can. It's do, not that bad. They can, they can do that. That's cool. That's it's fine. not that bad, bro. I'm not saying that it's that bad, but point being is that I, I just don't think it has you know longevity. I don't think it has um, the same excitement level or story as the NFL does, and no, nothing is. That's fine. It's not really for me. Um, I mean, there's obviously you can you can continue to follow players' journeys, but there's a lot of journeys, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the NFL and so many other sports. There's only so much content I can consume. So that's kind of where where I cut it off. But hey, I mean, more power to you if, you, if that's what you want to watch. I, I understand it. I, I get it. And um, you know, it's it's football during the NFL season, so that's that's gonna be the the big draw. And so hey, go go for it. Um, you know, not for me, but maybe for you. That's fine. We've seen a couple of teams suck it up to begin the XFL season. It is still though only through two weeks. Really hard to gauge who is where um, I'm going to give you my rankings you haven't been watching it so it's pretty much meaningless to you but I am going to say uh, oof. I'm going to rank this I'll start from the top down I think I'm still going Battlehawks 1 Defenders 2 Roughnecks three. I'm actually going to put the Brahmas four. Then I'm going to go. I guess you got to go Renegades, and then Vegas and Orlando. Uh, Orlando is actually. Um, they are pretty bad. They are pretty bad. I've got a parlay that involves them, that I think is worth a little bit, but it is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. Their point differential through two games is... You want to guess? You want to guess what Orlando's point differential through two games is? It's negative. 30? Uh, They're 0-2. Minus 30? Minus 39. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. 0-2, minus 39 point differential. Uh, 63 points against. Um, The next highest points against through uh, two games... (laughs) is 43 so they have 20 more points hung on them than the the next worst team statistically speaking 
Um, those have got to be my rankings. Couple of teams though, um, looking for their first win. Somebody is going to get it tomorrow. Tomorrow we have the Sea Dragons and the Vipers duking it out. There's one thing you're going to notice. I'm going to let you get this point. All the logos are fucking atrocious. Yeah, really. They all I mean, look like they're done in MS Paint. They all look like they're done in, in Madden 05 franchise creation mode. No, no, it would have been better. Oh. It would have been better if it was done in Madden 05. We would have seen, you know, give me the hit stick at least. Uh, no, those those logos would have been better. These are all like, they look like, you know what they look like? They look like esports teams logos. Where it's like weirdly vague, where it's like maybe half of a letter, but done in like a strange font. Um, ranking the logos? <laughs> it would also be hard. The Sea Dragons logo is abysmal. The Vipers logo is like basically not there. The Renegades logo looks like uh, a sports drink, an energy drink uh, logo, maybe. Uh, the Brahmas looks like. I don't even know what it looks like. Maybe, maybe someone's like gonna open up a bar, but they're just like talking about it and will never actually do it. And this is like the logo that they mocked up in Adobe. Uh, the Roughnecks logo looks like uh, like a curling team, perhaps. The Guardians logo definitely has esports vibes. The Defenders logo and their uniforms, I think, are the only one that is acceptable. It looks kind of like uh, the Houston Gamblers logo of the uh, USFL. It's a little cleaner, more simple. Battlehawks logo though just looks it just looks silly. It's a sword with wings attached to it. Um, it looks like maybe maybe a secondary logo for a PS2 game. Uh, I, I don't know. Visually it's hard to get into any of them. At any rate, though, Saturday, March 4th, that is today, as this episode is airing, we're going to see those MS Paint Sea Dragons take on the Minimalist Vipers of Las Vegas. Sea Dragons are laying, guess how many they're laying? Both teams are 0-2. How many do you think the Sea Dragons are laying? 15.5? No. They're laying 3.5. They're laying 3.5. Sea uh, Dragons do have perhaps the edge here in quarterback play, and that's likely why they are going to be favored in this. Quarterback for your Vipers is uh, Hunley. Brent Hunley, uh, of course, had insane success at the NFL level. He has thrown no touchdowns and no picks so far. Um, he is the... Like backup, or you, you see this sometimes in alt leagues, they'll do like a dual quarterback system. Hunley is is playing alongside uh, Perez. Perez is uh, not so strong. He is uh, three touchdowns to two, uh, two picks. Completion percentage of fifty six this season, fifty six point one. Got to give him his point one. Uh, they are taking on. The Sea Dragons, who actually have the leading quarterback in the league. Surprisingly, it is uh, Ben Danucki, uh, Cowboys alumni. Um, great, great backup option for um, Prescott throughout his career, his short-lived career. Um, 
Danucky though is the leading leading quarterback in this this league. Is it? It is. Is it not Danucci? Is it really Danucci? I thought so. It has to be Danucci, right? I mean, it could be. I mean, I, I don't know. I hope that you get it right. You you know, you do so much prep for these episodes. Yeah. I hope you get it right. No, but I mean, I th- I think I've been getting it wrong. If I've been getting it wrong, I've been getting it wrong uh, forever now. Consistently. Okay, the noosh. The nooch, the noosh. Whatever it is. Ben. Little Ben, not Big Ben, Little Ben. Bendy. Bendy? Yeah. He is Bendy, right? Mm-hmm. He's the leading quarterback in this league. Sea Dragons do have the advantage when it comes to that. Um, their rushing attack is also passable um the uh excuse me the vipers don't have a a back that like places in the top 20 in the league so vipers are actually pretty putrid do you want to lay the points with the sea dragons here or get three and a half with the vipers what are you gonna do even if it's a blind guess maybe it's positive uh, give me the Vipers. The Vipers, why? Uh, I think I like their names better. Wow. See, this is this is good content. This is the goalpost gambling that I envisioned. This is not financial advice. Uh, exactly. Please. This is no longer financial advice. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think you gotta take Sea Dragons. They've been bad. Uh, they've been pretty bad. But they did almost beat the Battlehawks. Vipers couldn't even put up seven against uh, the Defenders last week out. Give me the Sea Dragons. I'll lay three and a half. And then our Sunday games for March 5th, that is tomorrow, Battlehawks and Defenders, both uh, both two higher-level teams in the league. Battlehawks, of course, led by A.J. McCarron. I do like them quite a bit. On the other side, the defenders, they've got a little dual system going on with King and Tayamu. Um, I don't really love their quarterback play. They do have some solid running ability. They uh, they did look strong in their win against the Vipers, but it was the Vipers. And before that, they beat the Sea Dragons. So how much stock do you really put into that? Battlehawks beat the Brahmas, and then they beat the Sea Dragons as well. I am going to go defenders here. I guess they're at home. Um, they're only laying two and a half. I'll lay it two and a half of the defenders. They're fans. They're fans at home. They make this thing uh, the beer snake. Okay? Hear me out. Anytime someone finishes a cup of beer, they will stack the cups until it becomes so long that it stretches across sections. Uh, it got confiscated their last home game by uh, the stadium security. excuse me but great tradition give me tradition you on the defenders with me you're gonna defend her up yeah why not let's uh, let's defend I think the commanders are looking at a potential name buyout and they can finally get the uh, get the DC defenders name Uh, guardians and renegades ugh this one is putrid 
Renegades, Arlington Renegades, they're laying eight points here. I mean, uh, they don't really have a good offensive line. Their quarterbacks get killed, and they're going to Sloter. I think Sloter is much better than the quarterbacks on the roster, even though Plitt played pretty well. But that offensive line is just not sturdy at all. However, the quarterback of the Guardians is Paxton Lynch, which means automatically they will never cover a spread. So, even though it's a ton of points, I gotta lay eight with the Renegades. I don't think the Guardians are gonna come close on this one. However, in alt leagues, anything can uh, can happen. Are you taking eight points, or are you gonna lay it with Kyle Sloter? Sloter Sunday. Um, I'll go. I go. I guess I'll go the the plus eight. Plus eight. Yeah. Or write it down. Last game, we got the Brahmas and the Roughnecks. Brahmas have been my team. Uh, that was my one and only lock for last week, and it did hit. Um, I'm a big Brahmas believer. I think uh, Cohen, quarterback out of Notre Dame, I think he's the real deal. I think he's very solid. They don't really do the two-quarterback system a lot of these teams do. They let him have the ball, and as a result, he puts up numbers. And I like that he's doing his thing. Roughnecks, I think, are just a little uh, little overrated. Silvers is fine, but they, they've given up some points. I mean, you'd expect them to have a much better point differential. Um, but, you know, uh, well, actually, the point differential is pretty good. It's plus 30. Um, I don't know. I, I just like the Brahmas. I think that they, they have a better system. And it's not like I'm going to take them straight up. They're plus four and a half. And in games in this league, I mean, you see even these putrid teams. Battlehawks beat the Guardians by two last week. Right? First okay. week of the season. Renegades beat the Vipers by two. Battlehawks beat the Brahmas by three. Defenders beat the Dragons by four. Four and a half points is actually a huge number in an alt league like this where the talent is not too uh, too mm, too transcendental. So I'm taking Brahma's plus four and a half. What do you want to do here? Yeah, it's uh, Brahma up. It's Dwayne Johnson football, so we'll go, we'll go Brahma balls. You've got to. You've got to do it. Um, quick parlay worth potentially looking at. You can get this on Caesars or wherever you're betting, most likely. Last time I checked at the odds on Caesars, I believe we're plus 1,200. Brahma's money line and then Guardian's money line. Both teams are catching points. Guardian's catching eight. Brahma's catching four and a half. But in a league like this, anything can happen. Two money lines plus 1,200. That is an interesting parlay. So with that, I think uh, I think we got our picks in. Get ready for USFL. Oh, excuse me. That's a little far away. XFL. It's all the same. No, it's not. USFL has way more talent. I'm so looking forward to it. They had a draft, and they got some good players. Whether or not they choose to play there remains to be seen. But if they do, they've got a pretty good draft class coming in. 
XFL Saturday, XFL Sunday on the way. Follow us on Twitter, Goalpost Gambling, no O and post. Daily, daily picks and content uploaded. Justin, any last words to the people before our alt football weekend begins? Uh, eat your vegetables, eat your picks again. Boom. Done. Out of here. <laughs>